Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. And on this week's show, we are back again. We are talking AFC West. We're coming at you, I don't know, like three or four times this week. Right, Daryl? Have we stopped? I'm, I'm, I've just figured we've taken long intermissions. I didn't know we'd stopped at this point. Pretty much. Just taking like an 18-hour break. We, we did take Monday night off, so we, we, we did get a little bit of a break. But, uh, yeah, we've been recording a lot lately, bringing this IDP uh, activity and, and uh, stuff happening to you. We're going to skip over news and notes today like we have been with these short shows. We'll bring news and notes back tomorrow as we have a special guest and his co-host coming to a airwave near you. Uh, little editor's note here, by the way, the fellas episode is fixed. If you re-download it, the, there is a new uh, file there for you to re-download. So if you didn't catch the uniform draft because Daryl had a potty mouth that day and <laughs> made me have to go edit and uh, i messed up the editing here i always um, gotta blame somebody don't you well yeah and i was in a hurry and you know how that goes <laughs> and when you're in a hurry you mess stuff up uh and our interview the other day was a little quiet um i could hear him okay yeah, in my too. car uh we did get some complaints about that there was really nothing i can do about that because the way we record Daryl's and his audio is on the same wavelength, if that makes sense. Same file, same whatever. And, uh, yeah, not much I can do when, you know, Daryl and him. I, I kind of jacked it up a little bit to begin with. but Well, you know, when you've got that crappy internet like I do. Well, had nothing to do with your crappy internet. but I'm just saying. Anyway, so we're talking AFC West here. Uh, last two divisions. We're going to knock them out. Um, the NFC West we'll get to and we'll get out for you maybe early next week, maybe later this week. Uh, we will see because, you know, we got so many episodes coming at you. And uh, I'm going to be going on vacation soon. So we'll try to drop an episode. I'll try to drop an episode for you guys while I'm away. You may not finally get a break from you. Yes, Hallelujah. you do. About 10 days without me. What will you do? I'll be hunting a new co-host. <laughs> Auditions open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't get rid of him that easy. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you know what? You'll you'll have to be on me about being on the clock instead of vice versa. <laughs> right. Right. Because uh, I won't be on my phone. You know phone. what's going to happen. You're going to be on vacation, and I'm going to show up and hit the Google Hangouts link, and I'm going to be like, where's Dan? And I'm going yeah. to be like, hey, we we doing this tonight. And I'll be like, nah, man. You're going to you're gonna laugh, and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going, where are you? going back, back, although I've never been to Cali, Cali, but uh, that's where I'll be. I saw uh, one of our listeners uh, lives out in San Diego. I'll be headed out there. So... 
I'll let you know what day I'm going to the zoo, and maybe we can uh, catch up at the zoo. Don't, don't go to the zoo. They'll keep you. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. Um, the Denver Broncos, I actually rewatched. Uh, I was telling Daryl before we uh, started recording here that I was watching, uh, rewatching the Seahawks games from last year because I got nothing better to do with my gym time. <laughs> uh, I forgot my headphones, so I needed something to do. So I flipped on my uh, Game Pass and watched the Denver-Seattle game. I started watching the Seahawks Bears game, so I'm gonna try to rewatch all the games. I haven't watched. I, I watched them after the season was over, but refresh my memory again about the season. And uh, you know, we 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 sw- said we're not doing news and notes, but uh, yeah, LJ Collier, that kind of sucks. Anyway, Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is pretty good for the Denver Broncos. You have failed this city. They certainly have as of late. Um, They are not um, exactly setting the world on fire. Um, They they have a lot of pieces. Uh, They brought over Vic Fangio. They fired Vance Joseph. They have a good, solid defense uh, led by Von Miller. But Vic Fangio brings over, you know, his scheme. Um, I, I don't see much changing as far as defense. Maybe some different pieces here or there. Uh, up front, you got Shelby Harris at nose tackle. Um, they, they drafted Draymond Jones, who should figure in this year a lot, I think. Uh, they yeah. also have Mike Purcell kind of back in that interior. Uh, on the ends, you got Derek Wolf and Adam Gostas, or Gostas. Uh They're pretty much cemented in there. They are good football players, not really IDP players. If that makes sense. Yes. You also have Zach Kerr and Demarcus Walker um, backing those guys up. So not really anything IDP relevant on this front line. I, I kind of like Draymond Jones. Uh, maybe it's just because I got rookie fever for these defensive tackles. But uh, worth a shot, late shot uh, for you. Uh, the linebackers is where I think most IDB players are very interested. And you got inside uh, Josie Jewell and Todd Davis. And Todd Davis does have that injury that might keep him out a little bit. A uh, couple things to pay attention to behind Davis and Jewel. You have Joseph Jones. You have Keyshawn Biera from Washington, second-year guy. And a couple of rookies, uh, Josh Watson and Joe Deneen. Uh They have Alexander Johnson, Dakota Watson. Um, you got a bunch of guys there, and I'm not sure any one of them can take the place of Todd Davis very well. Um, any any thoughts on the back up there that's going to fill in? Hopefully Davis is back for week one, but if not, one of these guys is going to play. Yeah, I mean, I know A.J. Johnson fairly well. He was a former Vol, really good player, uh, but he's going to need some time to get uh, adjusted. I'm not sure who's going to fill his role, to be yeah. honest with you. We'll have to watch some training camp here and uh, see what's going on. I haven't seen much Broncos camp. I do think this is big for Josie Jewell because without Todd Davis around, he's going to be counted on to swallow up everything. Yeah, he definitely will be. And I think even when Davis comes back, I don't know that he's going to be 100%. Right. um, 
ease him in. We'll see. Injuries are tough to uh, come back from. On the outside is really these two could be the best tandem of pass rushers. You have Von Miller, who's just an animal, beast, <laughs> stud, whatever Nick Dame moniker you want to come up with for Von Miller. Uh, I was watching, like I said, I was watching the Seahawks game. He had two forced fumbles, like three sacks it looked like in the game. He, he was terrorizing Russell Wilson. And uh, on the other side, you have the rookie, or last year's rookie, Brad, Bradley Chubb. So you got two very good pass rushers. And Vic Fangio gets to play around with those toys. Um, kind of like he got, you know, Cleo Mack and... He had some other good linebackers in Chicago. Yeah, he did. Uh, moving on to corners. Uh, Denver's corners have historically, over the past, I don't know, decade, been very good. Uh, it kind of continues here. You got Chris Harris. He's kind of the uh, leader of the secondary. Kareem Jackson comes over from Houston. He is going to play some corners, some safeties, some nickelbacker. I don't know. Um, the, the third down corner looks like bryce callahan although you know you never know what they're going to do here right um switching stuff up uh inside at safeties you got will parks and justin simmons and then you got uh sua cravens and uh, some isaac gideon backing up some corners brandon langley although i saw he got switched to wide receiver oh really on mfl so that's I don't know what that's about. Uh, maybe they're trying to just fill some spots while Sanders and Hamilton are hurt. Um, I know some people have been just trying to pick up any and all Broncos receivers for some reason <laughs> in my leagues. Um, I guess the, the deeper, deeper leagues. Uh, but Sue Cravens, he's always been an interesting player for some idp guys i never really bought into him at all did you no i mean he was a tweener type and i never really saw where he would fit even um back in washington so and he just never injuries i think was the main thing that got him yeah, when I look at him, I, I think of uh, De- Deion Buchanan. I think of Mark Barron, I think, when I think of him. And, and no team has really tried to use him in that kind of role. That's true. So, he, he, I think he chose to go to Denver, so I guess, I don't know. It just seems weird that, like, nobody's given him a shot. with. He came with a lot of pub, you know. Yes. But, yeah, he was highly uh, touted when he came out of college. Yep. But that's a depth chart. Looking back at 2018, tackle-wise, Todd Davis led the team with 114 tackles. Justin Simmons was second on the team with 97 tackles. Bradley Chubb was third, tied for third with 60. Darian Stewart had 60. Stewart's now gone. And Josie Jewell, the aforementioned, had 58 tackles. He only started nine games, though. Most of these guys on this list started and played uh, 16, Stewart played 14. So, Jewel, despite only playing and st- starting nine games, playing in 16, uh, fifth on this list ain't too shabby. No, it's not. Yeah, and um, 
they, they have a lot of corners here. I mean, most of the guys stayed relatively healthy. So it's kind of kind of puzzling as to some of these guys um, as far as tackle numbers, why some of them aren't higher. You know, Brandon Marshall, I guess, lost his job after a while. He had 42 tackles. Um, he's in, right. in Oakland, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, moving on to sacks. Von Miller led the way with 14 and a half. Bradley Chubb had 12. Uh, so that combination is one of the highest we have seen in the league. And I don't think it's, for Chubb, he's just getting started. Yeah, and they're getting plenty of opportunities too. 26 QB hits for Miller, 21 for Chubb. So that's 47 quarterback hits and then 26 and a half sacks. That's a lot of pressure they put on, on opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, and Von Miller, you know, one inch, I mean, he's going to be 30 this year, playing as his 30, 30 years old this season, or turning 30 at some point. Um, he's got 14 and a half sacks. I see a couple more years of this elite production, and then he's probably going to start, you know, coming down a little bit from there. So you got one or two more years of Von Miller at his prime here, in my opinion. Um, sell high candidate see the thing is with idp these outside linebackers unless you're getting tons of points for sacks they aren't really worth anything so he's a guy i'd probably just ride out get your 14 15 sacks a year okay i don't know he's got the name recognition so you could possibly get something for him but honestly what are you going to get for him a fourth round pick Uh, if you, if you don't wait too long, I could see, but like you said, it depends on your league scoring. If it's a super high sack scoring league, then, you know, I could, I could see a third. Yeah. And I'm just going to hold him and I don't know. He, he's going to have one or two more years of elite production. I mean, if I've got a, yeah, he's got a couple more years. I think, I think if I've got a pretty solid depth behind him, at that position yeah uh and you know if the offer's brought to me now then if i can get another decent piece similar to him you know at that position not not a lot of people similar to von miller well i mean you know what i mean if somebody gave me bradley chubb i'd say sure let's flop yeah but but i'm looking at uh who would i think montez sweat in a draft pick i'd take it If you're you're rebuilding, if you are going for it right now, then you don't. I think if you're going for it, you kind of keep him. But if you can get that kind of return, because like you said, he's only got about probably a couple of years left. You always got to look at the future, too. You do, but you got to win. I mean, I'm looking to win this year. So, Um, but anyway. Agree to disagree, Dan. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) The problem is besides Miller and Chubb, nobody else is getting to the quarterback. Uh, right. Gotsis had three. Shaquille Barrett had three. He's now gone. Yeah. Uh, Derek Wolf had one and a half. So if it's not Miller or Chubb, it just ain't happening. Yeah, they Which, don't have much outside of them, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and really, I wouldn't want anybody else rushing on third down but these two. You know, your interior guys are just there to take up space. So, Right. Um, they aren't really there to sack the quarterback and – you know, if one of these guys is off or misses any time, this pass rush is going to fall apart because they don't really have much behind them. 
Uh, their depth no, is pretty much gone. Shane Ray's gone. Shaquille Barrett's gone. Um, not a whole lot behind him. Um, elite guys, maybe not elite. You know, Miller, even... See, the thing about this defense is I think Josie Jewell and Todd Davis are really the two top IDP assets on this team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Bradley Chubb, though. I do, too, I mean, I like, but... I like Von Miller, too. I mean... I, I like him, but league. it depends on your league scoring. In most of my leagues, they're kind of LB3s, which... I'm not paying up for an LB three. All right. Their their boom games are worth it. Like Von, like I said, Von Miller's game one against Seattle was ridiculous. He had uh, two of his four for forced fumbles. He, uh, you know, he recovered one of them. He ripped it out of Chris Carson's hand. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're they're LB threes in the real world, in the IDP world, unless. Again, the sack numbers are high. You get maybe if you get points for QB hits, that goes up. But in most scoring, you know, look at where they scored last year. If they're not a top twelve linebacker, they're not really worth fretting over. We're trying to get um, the other interesting guys. Um, Kareem Jackson is one of them. That's interesting. Hey, talk about a cheat code. He's back at cornerback on my fantasy league. And I think he's either going to be kind of a safety-ish, corner-ish, like, you know, one of those uh, chess pieces that gets moved around. Right. So he could be very valuable, or he could play corner all the time and just be a decent corner. Um, he's an interesting one. Chris Harris, I, I don't really like to own much of. He, he's kind of too good to to worry about. He had 10 passes defended, though, so if you get high pass defended, hit three picks as well. Um, he does rush the quarterback a little bit, too. Yeah, he does get a few uh, pass rush opportunities. Although I think his one sack came in that game I just watched. So. <laughs> <laughs> um and besides Davis Jewell, maybe Kareem Jackson, uh, Bryce Callahan could be an interesting one, being that third down corner. He could, yeah. I was looking at that. He's. What are your thoughts about Will Parks and Justin Simmons? They're lower tier safeties for me. They're, yeah. they're, they're like good bye week injury fill-in guys. Yeah, they're serviceable, but I'm not going out of my way to get them. Yeah, serviceable, you know? I think, is a good word. You know, they're bye week injury fill-ins. They're they're back end of roster guys. Right. Um, the one nice thing about Justin Simmons is he played a hundred percent of snaps last year. So every single snap he was on the field, uh, that gives you a lot of opportunities. He also played ninety one special teams snaps, so he is on the field a ton. Uh, Bradley Roby now gone played eighty six percent. Darian Stewart played eighty one percent. Bradley Chubb played seventy eight percent and so did von miller it's funny that they played the exact number of snaps <laughs> to them. that's just an anomaly for most guys but i guess whenever they were rushing those two were out there doing it uh chris harris 69 percent Derek wolf 66 percent will parks played 53 percent even though he really isn't a full-time player last year this year he's looking to be a full-time player um 
So, and Pekka will mention he had 48% of snaps and he is no longer with the team. He's a free agent. Uh, anything else stand out to you about those? I mean, I think the, the main guys are getting snaps and the other guys aren't. It's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Parks could be a little interesting. I mean, he had 41 tackles last year. Interception, uh, four deflections, a forced fumble, but he only started three games, so he was pretty much a backup or a role player. So, yeah, be interesting to see what he could do, maybe with a little more uh, playing time or a few more reps. Yeah, and we didn't hear Josie Jewell's name listed there, so I mean, he he's got some some opportunity for growth as far as uh, getting tackles and, and playing time. I think he's going to play eighty percent of snaps would probably be fair. Yeah, and I think he leads. Just team in tackles easily. Yeah. Um, I mean, last year he was what one, two, three, four. He was he was fifth and only started nine games. He had fifty eight. So mm-hmm. I easily see him getting to a hundred. I just and if Davis misses any time, he's going to be way over a hundred. Yeah, and and so... when you factor in you got Miller and Chubb, they're going to funnel everything right to the middle. So I mean, if I'm looking at somebody to own off this it's going to be Josie Jewel yep so moving on hey that's pretty good the Chiefs are pretty good Uh, the Chiefs are my probably my pick to win the Super Bowl this year they were a stupid bonehead offsides away from making the Super Bowl and giving us the game we wanted to see you know that's just the the Patriot haterade coming out in you right there. That's just the game You're everybody saying. wanted to see. Anyway, well, well. Uh, <laughs> the the Chiefs have completely retooled their defense. They have uh, brought in Steve Spagnuolo to coach. They got rid of guys. Uh, speaking of D Ford's offsides, uh, they got rid of D Ford. They brought in Frank Clark. Oh, uh, that's gonna hurt. Well, we're just going over uh, the facts you, here. Is that buddy? A- is that okay. a little tear I see in your eye? It might be, but we're just going over the facts here. So, Interior, you, uh, one of the biggest uh, <laughs> changes on MFL, Chris Jones moved inside and tackle. He, he's like a cheat code tackle. Uh, him mm-hmm. and Derek Nandi look to be split in time. Xavier Williams and Kalen uh, Sanders could be mixed in as well. Uh, I like Kalen Sanders. Or Saunders, I guess. Is yeah, I, I do too. He, he's a small school prospect. I kind of wonder what they're going um, His Twitter account's very active. He's very entertaining on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Um, he, he was. He did something when the Madden ratings came out. Like, you know, I guess I'm going to have to up my game. Uh, Derek Nandi, last year's rookie, uh, gets probably to play inside, uh, you know, with, with Jones. Uh, they they upped their pass rush. They got rid of D four. They brought in Frank Clark. I think that's a pretty much a lateral move as far as pass rushers go. Uh, they also brought in Alex Okafor. They traded for Emmanuel Ogba. They have Breland Speaks from last year. They have to know uh, Pasong. No, maybe I don't know. Whatever his name is, uh, those guys will all I think be in the mix. Although Okafor and Clark look to be the top top guys yeah I think so too 
and Clark's a guy to own. Chris Jones is a guy to own. Uh, yep. Okafor and Agba, I think, could be interesting. Um, maybe injury fill-ins. Kalen uh, Saunders is a good taxi squad stash. I know a lot of people want Breland Speaks to be a thing. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah, I never was really high on him either. Yeah. I mean, I think as an outside linebacker rush I think he would be a little he's a bit, little bit better suited for that than the being a defensive end. Yeah, I would agree. Next is the most confusing part of this because the linebackers are pretty average. No, oh, that's that's being nice. Despite being very average, Anthony Hitchens does rack up the tackles. Uh so you got four guys basically, and we've talked about this before. You got Deron Lee, Anthony Hitchens, Reggie Ragland, and Dorian O'Daniel fighting for three spots basically, and really <laughs> just two spots because you know one of these guys is coming off the field on third downs a lot because coverage is not uh, a couple of these guys' strong suits. And this might be my own, uh, <laughs> my own bias, my own. Uh, once, but Dorian O'Daniel is the best cover guy out of this group. I think so, too. So he shouldn't come off the field. What Steve Spagnuolo decides to do, I don't know. I think Hitchens stays on the field a majority of the time just because he's kind of the, the, the de facto leader from last year. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this whole group's kind of... I really don't know what... The, where to go with it? I mean, I think I, I I, say, if, if I was Steve Spagnolo, Deron Lee would be playing middle linebacker. Hitchens would be weak, and Dorian O'Daniel would be strong, and O'Daniel would stay in on passing downs, and Lee would go to the bench on passing downs, probably, or Hitchens, one or the other. Yeah, I mean Lee's going to play because they traded for him, so that kind of they didn't give up much him. for him. They don't need to no. No, but I mean, I, but, I don't I, know. Preseason will be where you have to watch because the, the lot this job is going to be one in preseason. Yeah, it's going to be one on Dorian the practice Daniels field. Should be the the one starter. Should the other three or other two should be? Uh, I'm going to say Lee and probably I don't know. Ragland we saw last year isn't anything special. So just and I don't think Hitchens is either. I well, think yeah, his but just due to. The, they it's gave your volume. a ton of money, though, to be average. So. Yeah, and I, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. So I guess, I guess if that's the case, then it's going to be Lee Hitchens and O'Daniel. Yeah. In my uh, in my opinion. Yep. Moving on, uh, corners: Bashad Breland, who apparently hit Tyreek Hill too hard today. Shavarius uh, <laughs> Ward. And Kendall Fuller will be your main guys. Uh, we got Jordan, uh, Keith Reeser, a bunch of rookies, Mark Fields. Any of those other corners do anything for you? And uh, no, not a whole lot. <laughs> I like Fuller, and Bashad yeah, Breland is actually a good IDP corner. So he gets a lot of tackle opportunities. Um, the safeties, the Honey Badger. He came over. Here's a big signing besides Clark coming over in the trade. 
Uh, he was brought in to help that defense, and in practice, he's looking pretty good. Um, and Juan Thornhill drafted to probably play safety. Daniel Sorensen and Jordan Lucas might have something to say about that. Armani Watts, last year's uh, rookie, might have something to say about that. But it looks like it's Thornhill and, and Honey Badger are the probable starters there. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Moving right along to our stats here. Tackles. Hitchens had 135 tackles last year, despite barely doing anything on the stat sheet remarkable uh reggie ragland had 86 tackles again nothing you know remarkable he did have an interception and a half a sack uh kendall fuller this is why i like him as a safety as a corner uh 82 tackles playing that third corner and if you think about the kansas city chiefs one of the things you have to think about is that offense is prolific and teams are going to be throwing often against the chiefs just because they're going to be playing catch up or they're going to be in a track meet with patrick mahomes uh ron parker had 77 tackles he's no longer with the team steven nelson no longer with the team at 68 tackles <laughs> d ford no longer with the team no eric murray team. <laughs> no longer with the team like you look at this they cleaned house and i think they needed house, to yeah, they needed to because this team should have been in the Super Bowl, whether or not you want to call me a hater or not. Their defense let them down. Yeah. Their defense let Julian Edelman gobble them up and spin them <laughs> out, and there's nothing they could do to stop it. They finally did stop it, and some bonehead was offsides. But anyway. You like feel said, better? Yes, I do. Uh, they were literally one play away from the Super Bowl. One they were, I agree. Away, and they probably would have won. Or at least they would have been a much better game uh, than the one we saw at the Super Bowl last year. I thought, the, I thought the Super Bowl was great. It was a defensive battle. 13-3, that's what we're all about, Dan. It was boring. <sighs> it was I just, boring. I, I can't teach you anything. It was a snooze fest. Come on. Get real. Defensive battle. That was just pathetic offense. That was not a defensive battle. Pathetic offense is what it hey, was. You see it your way. I see it mine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, obviously, you can't really look at the stats for your top IDP guys because none of these guys, I mean, Anthony Hitchens will probably de facto be a top tackler on this team. But you're looking at Frank Clark. You're looking at Chris Jones. I mean, Chris Jones is a guy to look at. We didn't look at sacks yet. Let's look at that. Uh, Chris Jones led the team with 15 and a half sacks. And, you know, he was one of those defensive ends that you could play in a 3-4. He's moving to a 4-3. D Ford had 13 sacks. So this was a little bit better by a hair than the Von Miller-Bradley Chubb duo. Uh, but the, these guys also had some other pieces getting to the quarterback. You had Justin Houston, nine sacks. Al, Alan Bailey, now with the Falcons, I believe, six sacks. Xavier Williams, two and a half sacks. So they had some other pieces getting some high sack numbers. Justin Houston is now in Indy. D. Ford's now in San Francisco. You're relying on Frank Clark, Ogba, Okafer to take these sacks that they're left behind and and apply that but 
Huge QB hit numbers from Jones and Ford. I'd expect the same from Jones and Clark. And the one nice thing is Chris Jones did come to camp. Yes, he did. So he's no longer a holdout. I think last time we spoke, he was still kind of holding out. He held out like, what, a day? Something like that. Yeah. He came in like the day after. And I think Kansas City should reward him because he is a beast up front. Tough to and stop. I think that we all think. With more guys on the line. Players like think that are hard to find. They are. And he's in his prime right now. He's 24 years old. You sign him to a five-year deal, he's going to be playing you're playing right through his prime, racking up 15 sacks a year at least. Double digits yep. at least, I should say. Maybe and that's what you want. Yep. Uh, snap count-wise, again, most of these guys are gone. Steven Nelson, 99%. Kendall Fuller is there, 92%. Ron Parker, 87%. D. Ford, 87%. Anthony Hitchens, 80%. Alan Bailey, 72%. Orlando Skandrick, 67%. Chris Jones, 66%. Justin Houston, 61%. Eric Murray, 60%. And guess what? There are, I think, three players on that list that are still around. That's crazy. They have completely turned over this defense. I'm looking forward to seeing it play, and hopefully they are much better than they were last year. Any other players of note that you want to bring up on this team that we may have missed? Besides, uh, did we mention uh, Nazir? Nazir Adderley, who they added in the draft, I think he's going to be a good piece for them. Los Angeles. Um, We're talking about Kansas City. I could actually see him. Talking about Kansas oh, City. I'm sorry. I was looking. I was doing two different things. Thornhill is what I meant. Yeah, Thornhill. Yeah. Sorry. That's yeah. all right. I think with Eric Berry gone, you know, they're going to have Matthew back there, and then you've got Thornhill, who I think uh, I think he winds up starting for them. I think so, too. Um, as long as he's healthy. Um, Eric Berry, that's a big loss, I think. Um, but yeah, his health, that's more of a, if he was healthy, it's a big loss. If he's hurt, then he wasn't there that's anyway. what I, Yeah, but I think it's more his leadership that they're going to lose. They are, his which in, is where I think it's where the honey badger comes in. Honey well, badger, no honey badger can be a good leader. He's no Eric Berry. Well, we'll see. see. We'll see. There, there was no Eric Berry last year, so I, easy. As a a huge Eric Berry owner, percentage wise, uh, he trust me, he was not in my lineup because he wasn't around. So, facts are facts. Easy. Choose your next uh, word wisely. Easy. Trust me. If if Barry signed with Seattle <laughs> tomorrow, I'd be a happy man. So, and anyway, for the if he's does healthy. he get signed? I know we're getting off topic, but do you think he gets signed before the season starts? I don't know. It, I, I think you got to see you got to see a big safety injury for that to happen, and he's got to prove he's healthy. I think that's the issue. Is he's not healthy right now to to sign. Okay. He's still. Recovered. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, if he's healthy, though, don't teams like Seattle, Dallas? I don't think um, Seattle's really looking at him. Though. Dallas is probably has to be looking at him. I would think. Uh, yeah, but I uh, would think Seattle would take a peek at him. They're they're looking more at edge rushers right now. 
But this is true. Yeah, they've got the they got their own little problems. Yeah, they should they should reach out to Muhammad Wilkerson because he's coming off of an injury, but he's a free agent. Doesn't he have some kind of legal issue or something? Uh, he might. I don't know. Seems like he does, or he's there's yeah. something with him, and I don't remember what it is right off the top of my head. All right. Well, here's a word from the Scouting Academy. So. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs, and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com And of course, go get a membership at fan- Dynasty fan- DynastyFootballFactory.com <laughs> I can't speak right now. I think uh, um, I need my vacation. That's what I need. But anyway, um, <laughs> Dynasty Football Factory membership again. That deal is still going on. I'm not sure for how much longer. Um, I guess maybe the season starts. I don't know. Preseason starts. Um, we'll see. But go get it. Chat with us in the Slack channel. All kinds of cool little features comes with that subscription. Yep, you get access to our articles all the time because um, they're behind a paywall now so if you want to read daryl's interview with robbie wallace uh, then you kind of have to have a membership anyway uh looking at the los angeles chargers los angeles <laughs> formerly known as san diego i'll be in both of those cities in about three weeks but those anyway. poor cities yeah 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 you're just jealous <laughs> anyway, up front uh, for the Chargers, uh, Brandy Meebane, Jerry Tillery. Jerry Tillery, obviously the big name there, signed in the or drafted in the first round. Meebane's kind of the old man that he's going to learn from for about a year or two, and then he'll be probably kicked out the door. Uh, besides that, you got Damian Square, who's one of those guys that's just always around, always kind of there. T.Y. McGill. Uh, they also drafted Cortez Broughton, who's an interesting name, uh, to maybe stash. We'll see. Um, but me being Tillery, I think, are both pretty solid options at D-tackle. I mean, I think Tillery long-term, me being this year in redraft, mainly. Yes, I would agree. And then... Uh, on the outside, you got Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Again, another tandem that is uh, pretty crazy. This Long division year. has a bunch of. Yeah, Bosa's sick not bad. Long as he's healthy. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> your Cheerios must be spoiled. I don't know. <laughs> the problem with this team, I think, is their depth because you got Melvin Ingram, you got Joey Bosa. Uh, and then, really, I think your backups are Kaiser White and Uchenna Uwosu hmm. to them. 
you know, we have like Isaac Rochelle and Anthony Lanier. I think Rochelle, he was a backup. He started he some games for last year, so I think. Bosa, yeah, but I would much rather them see Kaiser White and, and Wosu if there's an injury to either one of these guys. I think they would be better at getting to the quarterback than whatever else they put in there. Right. Um, speaking of those guys, this linebacker room is, I don't know, it's its a pile Amazing. of stuff. I mean, you got Perriman, when he's healthy, he's a pretty decent IDP play. Yes. You got Tavis Brown, when he's healthy and running around the field, yeah. he can sometimes play like an absolute madman and get you tons of points. Uh, but, and then you got the old man, the old, old, Thomas Davis, old man strength. Uh, <laughs> and I think he is here to be the leader of the defense. Because if you look around, Melvin Ingram's probably the, the oldest guy on the team besides Davis. And, you know, if you think about defensive leaders, what position do they normally play? That's oh, yes, That's a question, question for well, you, yes. I was, you know. I was just listening to you jabber. <laughs> uh, your leaders are usually a linebacker. Usually at linebacker. So Thomas Davis, I think, has been brought in to do that. Maybe mentor some of these younger guys. Uh, maybe Drew Tranquil. Yeah, he's going to have that veteran role, that leadership presence for him. So, yeah. And, and you know, you have Kazir White. You have Uchenit Wosu. You have a lot of linebackers that I think can play. As far as IDP, though, Perriman's maybe the only one you want. And that's if he can stay healthy. That's been his issue his entire career. Yeah, and that's a big if. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, looking at corners, Casey Hayward is probably the most disrespected corner in the league. He's very good and doesn't get the love that some of these other guys get. And he's okay at IDP. I wouldn't say he's good in IDP. He's okay. Um, then you got your favorite boy, Desmond King, and That's Trevor right. Williams. And if they get any injuries this corner position, they are done because they have nobody besides King, Hayward, and Trevor Williams, even if you want to call Trevor Williams something. Um, <laughs> now, where this team has the, one of the most interesting, and you were talking about this the other day with Tennessee's uh, line of formations. Mm-hmm. They run three safety primarily the entire game. Yeah, Rayshon Jenkins, Adrian Phillips, Derwin James, and Nasir Adderley. Jalen Watkins came over from the Eagles. You got tons of safeties. So, and I think that's partly due to their linebacking group is so weak. So you know, I mean, you yeah. talked the other day wanting to put their best eleven players on the field. And but the one thing not... you have to look at is when the playoffs came around and Tom Brady was against them, he picked these guys apart. He did. But this is Tom Brady. And that game was embarrassing. Like, if you're a building a team, don't you build a team to beat the guys who knocked you out the year before? Because you know you're probably going to have to face them again. They barely yeah. squeaked by Baltimore. 
Yeah, they did. They barely got by then. I mean, maybe but they I, won. Maybe they won by like ten or something like that. But the if you the game was ugly, from what I remember, and they got the doors blown off them by the Patriots. It's embarrassing. But until they can get those linebackers or get those pieces in there that they need to have that complete defense, yeah. they're going to have to go with what they got. And right now, their best eleven is evolving those three safeties. So. Yeah, so they got to make sure that these guys can, you know, maybe cover a little better because they got picked apart. Um, but anyway, overall, you know, we, we'll take a look at the stats here from last year. Um, going through tackles here. Derwin James led the team in tackles, probably because of the deficits at, at linebacker, 105 tackles. Jatavis Brown, despite missing a game and only starting 10 games and you never know whether you can rely on him or not had 97 tackles adrian phillips had 94 jaleel day who's now in houston had 75 desmond king had 62 and then you had some others below that um desmond king 62 tackles despite he only started eight games kind of plays a different role had three picks uh forced fumble two fumble recoveries he did have a touchdown, one of those interceptions. Plus, he uh, plays a lot on special teams. He's had a couple scores there as well. Okay. So, Derwin James, Desmond King. I, I still like Adrian Phillips a little bit, not as much as last year, simply because although Adrian Phillips let down the stretch was playing a lot of linebacker, maybe he can step up and be a kind of a linebacker. Possibly, yeah. I mean, he – and he only started seven games, too, and he still had 94 tackles. So, Yeah. Denzel Perriman only played nine games at 51 tackles. When he is healthy, he's the guy that's kind of the leader of the defense, but hasn't been healthy much. Uh, looking at sack numbers here, Melvin Ingram led the team with seven sacks. Joey Bosa, despite missing nine games <laughs> and five and a half, and Isaac Rochelle, who filled in for him most of the time, had five in 16 games. Uh, Darius Phylon had four. He's now gone. And Derwin James had three and a half. So Derwin James is a master of all trades, yes. Uh, he also had three picks, 13 passes defended. Derwin James uh, is definitely all pro. Uh, you could argue... I have Jamal Adams slightly higher than him, but not by much. Mm. So we're talking. We had this conversation before. We did. Uh, but yeah, Derwin is probably you know my number two safety that I'm looking at, right. um, behind Jamal Adams, and they're both outstanding young safeties that get a lot of tackles, primarily because their deficits in front of them. Um, so. And Durbin has more deficits in front of him than Jamal does this year. Yes, he does. Um, so guys to own, obviously Ingram and Bosa are two stud defensive ends. A uh, little disappointing numbers. I think Ingram's uh, numbers fell a little bit because Bosa wasn't across from him half the time, and they could double-team him all the time. Um, Bosa needs to stay healthy. When he's healthy, he's a double-digit sack, pretty much lock. You know, he had five and a half in seven games, and he wasn't even really that great looking in most of them. Um, you know, still dealing, dealing with his foot injury. Um, 
Derwin James, obviously. Desmond King is another one. Uh, and Wosu had three and a half sacks in only starting three games. He's an interesting name to keep an eye on. And then Tillery is a guy to keep. Maybe not for this year, but for the future. Any other right. guys you're keeping an eye on here on this team? No, I think we've covered most of them right there. All right. Snap counts for the uh, Chargers. Derwin <laughs> James, no surprise, 99%. Jaleel Day, 98% or 99% practically. He um, is gone. Casey Hayward, 98%. Melvin Ingram, 88%. That's pretty high for a defensive end. He's one of those that stay on the field all the time. Uh, Desmond King, 77%. Adrian Phillips, 66%. Tavis Brown, 61%. Uh, Michael Davis, 60%. I believe he's still with the team, so he'll get some time. And a lot of rotation guys. A lot of guys that are hurt. A lot of guys that are missed time. Bosa only played 30% of snaps because of his injuries. Um, like we kind of already covered, those are the main guys that you should look for. Anybody, right. anything else to add to the Chargers before we put a bow on them? No, looks like we've covered it. I think health is the main thing with some of these guys on their team. So Health is always an issue with the Chargers for some reason. Yeah, I don't know if that's something to do with their strength and conditioning. Uh, routines or coaching team or whatever, but yeah, they, they always seem to have uh, injury issues. Yeah. So one of the things that we get to look forward to this year is hard knocks. You were the chosen one. And they were the chosen <laughs> ones to get the uh, hard knocks. And John Gruden appears to not be disappointing from the clips that we've gotten to see on the NFL Network. Um, this team is very entertaining. Whether or not they're any good at football or will be any good at football this year is going to be tough to figure out. It's going to rely a lot on this defense. It's going to rely a lot on a lot of young players who, as Gruden has pointed out, they're not playing for the Peach Bowl. They're not playing for the, for the Alamo Bowl. They're playing for the Super Bowl. I don't think they have a chance at the Super Bowl this year, but they have a chance to be better than four wins. Um, looking up front, they look they look okay up front. You know, they're, they're not as strong as probably they could be. They probably need another draft class with another edge rusher drafted. But you got Maurice Hurst, who I think is going to be a very good defensive tackle as long as his health is in good shape. Jonathan Hankins, P.J. Hall, Justin Ellis. Uh, those are all guys that are there. Eddie Ethan Westbrooks comes over from L.A. He's He could probably mix in there, too. He was a big uh, rotational piece for the Rams. Yes. The outside part is where we have a lot of unknowns. Can Claylon Farrell live up to his fourth overall pick status? Hopefully he's good. I mean, I think he'll be good. I don't know that he'll ever yeah, live up to that fourth overall pick status, though. Uh, you got Arden Key from last year. This year they drafted Max Crosby. You got Benson Maioa from Arizona. Josh Morrow. A bunch of guys. Okay, I'd honestly think Farrell, Key, and Crosby rotating in and out would be the best way to go. Um, Farrell, yeah. 
I think Farrell's ceiling is a 85 to 88% snap guy like Melvin Ingram. Um, it's going to, this defense is going to go how this front line goes. Right. The one thing they did was they solidified their linebacking core with some veterans. I think to the detriment of the young guys, though. And maybe, yeah, none, have, and maybe none of these young guys are in their future plans. So maybe that's why they brought in the vets to, to bridge okay. till they can get the next draft class going. Uh, but speaking of linebackers, Brandon Marshall will man the middle. Uh, he was brought in to probably be the leader on the defense, uh, veteran presence. Uh, but Vontae's perfect was there to, um, I don't know, get personal fouls and get thrown out of games, I guess. Uh, <laughs> And it's interesting because, according to this, Whitehead isn't even a starter. Nicholas Morrow isn't a starter. Markel Lee might be a starter. Which... I'm not. I'm not impressed with Markel Lee. I think you leave. To well, I think Whitehead. I think Whitehead should be on the field, but you know yeah. we're just looking at weak side, strong side, stuff like that. Um, perfect and Whitehead both kind of play that weak side, so we'll see. Um, Jason Cabinda is a guy that I've kind of hope gets some playing time, but that would take a Marshall injury probably. Also, undrafted uh, free agent Tavon Coney. Um, Mike Mayock made it a point to sign him after the draft was over. Yes. he, He might be a stash that you might have to wait on for a while, but maybe worth a stash if you can hold him. Yeah. Uh, look, going to the back, uh, Gary and Conley finally seems to be who they wanted him to be, kind of. You know, he's okay. Um, they have Nick Nelson, Nevin Lawson. Uh, but Trayvon Mullen is probably the guy that they're looking to to play more. Uh, Daryl Worley they brought in last year, at the end of last year. Um, this These corners are going to be a work in progress yeah Conley did come on a little bit last year though yeah yeah like I say we've kind of finally started living up to his first round pick status but yeah I, I just don't see him as a shutdown corner nor um yeah I don't know <laughs> but moving on safeties uh Jonathan Abrams should be starting week one LaMarcus Joyner should be starting week one, which means Carl Joseph is out of a job. And I think he gets cut. Yeah, I do too. I think you're going to see how John Gruden truly feels about him on hard knocks. And he's going to be one of those players that's brought into the office in week after week four, maybe even sooner than that. And given his walking papers, yeah, in I'm which if I all year last year, I so. know. And if I'm a team, other than the Raiders, I'm grabbing him up. Like, yeah, I'm trying to trade him. Nobody wanted him, though. I guess for free, somebody will probably take him, though. Yeah, he'll get a flyer chance somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, I think Abram could be one of the most productive rookies for your team, besides Bush and White. So he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Right. Um, for defensive rookie of the year, for defensive rookie period you know just for stats wise 
uh, talking about stats from last year. These might be a little deceiving because a lot of these guys either aren't around or aren't going to start for these guys. Tahir Whitehead, 126 tackles. Mm. He's so going to be splitting what, time or he's going to be off the field. See, that's what amazes me. I mean, he was clearly their best tackler by far. Being I mean, the he had best on a, solo. But being the best on a crappy team doesn't matter. Well, it does not IDP, but... Yes, for IDP, it does matter, but he's not going to get but the I mean, opportunity who they, again. He's not going to get... Who are, they, who are they wanting to replace him with? Fontes Burford. I mean, who would you replace him? He's not... I think he plays on the strong, uh, strong side. But probably of all three of them out there, but Whitehead's going to come it's... off... Whitehead's going to come off the field in third down. At the very uh, least, if he starts, he's going to come off the field in third down. I don't know. I, I think you leave Marshall, Burfick, and Whitehead in there. I think that's your three linebackers. You leave those three on there. If, if third somebody's, down, getting, somebody's coming off the field anyway, it's not going to be Marshall. We know that. It might be Burfick, though. It might be. It might be both of them. I don't, think, I don't think. I don't know. It, that's possible. I mean, I don't know. This. That's a tricky situation. I guess it's just one you'll have to kind of watch and, and we'll see. get a close eye on it. Hard knocks. I'll, I'll keep you oh, updated yeah. on hard knocks here. Oh, you won't have I'm to because I'll I'm be tuned in watching that. I'm a hard knocks fiend. I'm keeping HBO for till the end of August, then I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> I said I was getting rid of it after Game of Thrones, but then I was like, oh, I got to keep it for hard knocks, and then I'm gonna get rid of it. Wow, that's the first time I've heard Game of Thrones in a while. Gee, well, it's over. Been over so there's nothing really to talk about uh mark kelly was second on the team with 68 tackles he's now going to go to the bench pretty much or he might play that strong side we don't know yeah uh gilchrist <laughs> is gone and his 58 tackles are gone he also had three picks and six passes defended so yeah uh rashawn melvin he's gone 56 yep. tackles eric harris 49 tackles i think he's still with the team but it's not starting um, he, he was put in basically because Gruden was mad at Joseph. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> he can't stand it. But Joseph must have like, kicked his dog or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was he did, but if he ever figures it out, he better not ever do it again to another coach. Cause... Yeah, no. I mean, it's costed him big time. So one of the main recurring themes on this team from last year was they did not have a pass rush. It's and so boy, oh boy, this sack column is depressing <laughs> and void. <laughs> I'm going to read you the top six because that's it. There was only six players that got a sack. That's it. Ugh. Most of these teams, you know, you have like 12, 13 players that get at least a sack. You had Maurice Hurst with four. Bruce As Irvin, a tackle. three in, six, in eight games that he played. And he, he was sh- cut and shipped off. Mm-hmm. Carl Joseph had two. A guy that they don't even want playing. Clinton McDonald, two. He's no longer with the team. Nope. Nicholas Morrow, a sack. And Arden Kiasak. That is pathetic. Yeah, pathetic. 7, 9, 11, 12, 13 sacks. They didn't even get one a game. So, bold prediction. Cleveland Farrell could probably get 13 by himself. 
Yeah, I, I think you'll see Farrell in that. I don't eight. think I don't think this year, but uh, no, I, he, I think he he's could, more in that eight to ten range, probably, probably at best. Hurst could probably get more. I mean, Hurst could probably double his output if he actually had somebody else that could just attempt to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, for him to lead the team as a defensive tackle, that tells you all you need to know. I mean, the whole team only got to the quarterback 48 times. Which is interesting because Arden Key had 11 QB hits to lead the team, but he only had one sack. Yeah, which means he's getting there just late. So, I mean, yeah. he, he had a possibility for more, and he got some playing time because of that. And hopefully he continues to grow. You know, I think he had a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, maybe he takes his... a, a big step forward this year. and Yeah. The potential's they... there, but whether he can put it together or not is the, is the next thing. This is just embarrassing, though. If you're a Raider fan, you look at this, you're just – you got to be like, oh, my God. And we traded away Khalil. If Khalil Mack was on the team... He breaks... He's probably got more sacks than they do combined. He probably does. Easily. Easily. And the rest of the team, I think, would be better, too. Because if you got one guy doing it, it doesn't normally work. You need a couple guys that can take pressure off. Right. The, The successful teams have guys that take pressure off. They do. Anyways, uh, moving right along, we have, let's see, snap counts. Tahir Whitehead played 99.7% of snaps, and they're just going to relegate him to the bench. I just, I'm not buying into that. He's going to be on the field. Well, we'll see. Uh, Marcus Gilchrist gone in his 85%. Gary Conley played 66%. Arden Key played 63%. That's got to be worrisome that you play 63% of snaps and only get one sack. Uh, Rashawn Melvin played 58%. Hankins played 56%. Frosty Rucker played 54%. And a bunch of guys under 50. So they need guys that can start, play, stay healthy, stay consistent, and do their job. They don't have them right now. Um, on as for IDP, give me, <laughs> give me Farrell, give me Abram, give me your Hurst. That's about it. Anybody else that you would want? On you know, that's, I mean, that's basically it right now. I mean, like you said, they don't have a whole lot. So Max Crosby maybe is a sleeper. Brandon Marshall's a redraft. That about sums it up for me. Yep. Well, that's been the Oakland Raiders and the AFC West. Uh, We're going to come back with the NFC West later on. And you all have a pleasant day, evening, nighttime. Good night now. Um, More coming. Hmm? Sleep tight. Yes, don't let the big bugs bite. <laughs> or some of you are probably on your way to work like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> Come on, if you have kids, you know that. Yeah. That deal here. But anyway, that's about all. Uh, next time we'll be talking some hawks. About time.
Not that uh, we, we, we'll probably skip over that. By the time we get there, they probably won't be able to fill the team due to all the injuries. But mm. just saying. maybe they need to hit just... some free agency. I don't know. Too early. Too early. They, they need to do something. They'll, they'll pick up somebody <laughs> off the scrap heap. They'll get like ten sacks or something. Probably. Go Hawks. Tighten up. Good night. Now. Later. Later.